Well, hey, hey, it's Hal and Judy from Animal Radio, and we're still on our spring break, but we come back next weekend live with a brand new show. This week, we have a special show that uh, we wanted to share with you again. We hope you like it. It features Davy Jones and Dom DeLuise. Stick around and listen. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio Network. And from Animal Radio Network's North American Studios <laughs> in Kanab, Utah. Yeah, there we go, folks. It's Animal Radio. Welcome back for another week. Wow, what a week we have in store for you. Uh, it's our season of stars, our second week of season of the stars with the monkeys, Davy Jones. Oh, my gosh. Joining us. And, uh, boy, he is a yapper. Wait till he yaps to you today. Also, a couple of days ago. The NBC National Dog Show with host David Fry and, of course, our friend John O'Hurley. Hope you had a beautiful Thanksgiving. Uh, David Fry joining us today on this Thanksgiving weekend show. Also, what's the best car for traveling with your pet? Unless mine includes a wet bar that serves dog beer, I can't think of a better car for my pet. Dog beer? Is there dog such beer. a thing as dog there beer? There is. Well, oh, you got to get them on the show. <laughs> I can tell you it's not a Ferrari. Does your car even make the list? You'll find out today. Also, Lieutenant Colonel Jay Koppelman. He has a best-selling book from Baghdad with Amar, with love. Amore. And uh, he'll be on with us today. Also, your chance to win a scoop-free litter for your Thanksgiving stories, 1-866-405-8405. What's that number? 1-866-405-8405. Hi, who's this? Uh, Donna. Hi, Donna. How you doing? Good. Where are you calling from? Um, Reading, Pennsylvania. Reading, listening on uh, WEEU, I imagine. Yes. What can we do for you today? Uh, I had just called to get a little bit of feedback, some information. Um, I recently uh, obtained a dog that uh, they were going to destroy, and mm. he is uh, part Shep, part Husky, and part Wolf. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has been through three masters. And uh, we've obtained him because I didn't want him to be destroyed. Mm, good. Um, I do have a collie who's nine years old, and I was just a little worried on how to form a friendship between the two of them. <laughs> slowly. Very slowly. <laughs> okay. Well, if, if you, need, you need someone to help you because what you want to do is keep them both on a leash at the same time. Okay. So it's, a, it's like a two-person job. Yeah, because you don't know their reaction, and you want to let them slowly smell each other. And you want to take, first of all, you can take your, your I'll, say, I'll say number one and number two. You can take the number one dog into the house on the lead, bring them back out, and then take the number two dog on the lead into the house and bring them back out. So both dogs know that it's okay for the one to go into the territory. Okay. Sometimes you want to have the same scent because sometimes just the scent of a dog. If you put a little bit of vanilla on their tail, okay. what it does is they each smell it. Or they smell it on themselves, they smell it on the other, and it just kind of makes them a little more familiar. Vanilla? A little bit of vanilla. Like uh, yes. the regular cooking? Vanilla extract, yes. Oh, oh. okay. And I don't know if you've heard of uh, Comfort Zone. Oh, yeah, that's some good stuff there. Comfort Zone, it's a plug-in, and it reminds me of one of the Glade plug-ins. And what it does is you plug it into a wall socket, and you can't smell it, but the dogs can, but it mimics the pheromones that a mother dog releases as she's nursing 
her puppies. Oh. And these dogs smell it, and it actually gives them a calming effect. Uh, it's great for, you know, like Fourth of July uh, fireworks, and, and it's Christmas when there's a lot of people in the house. It really calms a dog, but it's great for introducing a new dog to the household. And you may want to start out feeding them in separate places. You don't know how they're going to react if their bowls are side by side. But slowly, you know, feed them in different places. Spend time playing with each one. But the first introduction, just make sure that you have one on the lead and someone else has the other one on the lead because you don't know how they're going to react. And we have some good reading material on this, and we'll send some your way as well as some uh, maybe some toys, dog toys for the dogs. I got okay. lots of goodies. Good, do you? Good. Yes, I do. <laughs> Thank you so much. No problem, Donna. Hold on one second. Thanks for calling, and thanks for listening to Animal Radio, of course. Oh, always. Hold on one second. Okay. Judy, I'm getting myself a therapy cat. A therapy cat? <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, well, I'll tell you what the deal is. Is uh, We all know that pets are great tools in the fight against what ails you. And uh, especially Reducing your blood pressure. Oh yeah, reduce your stress. Yeah. Uh, if you're sick, uh, kids in hospitals, you know it can be real frightening for them. And to see a therapy animal in the hospital is uh, but key. A therapy cat. A therapy cat. Okay. That's it, is well. I think they exist. <laughs> they do exist. They do. The voice of David Fry. How are you, Cal? Now, now everybody Jeez. has I been on Animal Radio. Actually, <laughs> actually you know what? Uh, I guess you you have been on before with Darlene Arden about. I have that. indeed. There you go. And I'd like to be on more. You know, I'll get you my phone number. Well, okay. you're such a busy guy. <laughs> this is the time of year where you start to kick into action. Of course, you have the uh, the Perina Dog Show that happened. Thanksgiving. Uh, oh, it's unbelievable. I I started my Christmas shopping this weekend totally by accident, but uh, that's when I started thinking about that we are now under 100 days until Westminster. Oh, wow. So won't be long. No, it won't be. Well, listen, I didn't know your involvement, but uh, you're very involved with therapy dogs. And uh, are there such things as therapy cats? I am proudly involved with therapy dogs, and yes, there are therapy <laughs> cats as well. Um, Delta Society, uh, which is the na- one of the national organizations, Organizations, actually international, that certifies and trains and evaluates therapy dogs, therapy animals. About, uh, I would say, about 85 to 90 percent of the animals that they certify are dogs, mm-hmm. and, and about five to eight percent of the rest of them are cat, or the five to eight percent are cats, mm-hmm. and then the rest of them are various. Uh, well, I think there's a llama and a couple of miniature horses out there, and mm-hmm. a, few, a few rabbits. But uh, but for the large part, they're they're dogs. Dogs are are the best at it because they're a little more demonstrative and and you know they they can react a little better than you know I can't see a therapy cat chasing a ball that somebody throws <laughs> as part of their physical therapy. So well, dogs want to please us too. Cats, you know, they want to please themselves. Cats, you they know, want cats, us to I think them. Cats cats attitude is that it's their world and we're just living in it. <laughs> and I just think that what, sometimes no, what's this. Is it the Kerr study? What is this? I, I just found out about this today. The Kerr Center in uh, Portland, Oregon, is for children who uh, who come with uh, various problems, physical and emotional problems, and uh, they've done a study there in their preschool population of kids three to five years old uh, using therapy dogs in one group and and uh, not using therapy dogs in another group that, uh, that are that are there for therapy issues. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have found, uh, w- without exception, and this is just a pilot study, but they have found that, that, that kids uh, do better when 
dogs are involved in the therapeutic process. They're, they help encourage the kids to take to participate in the therapy. They help the kids relax in therapy situations, and it just is better all around. They do they use uh, dogs with ADHD kids who have attention problems, mm-hmm. and they find that, that when the dog's in the room, the kid spends more time paying attention to the dog than he has ever paid attention to anything else before in his life. Uh, kids with oppositional behavior, they won't share, they want to fight all the time. Mm-hmm. With the dog in the room, they learn to share the dog. And, and then kids who have been abused uh, as, ch- as very young children who won't talk about it, mm-hmm. uh, when the dog's in the room, they start to open up to the dog. The dog helps set a, a tone and a mood for, uh, for conversation. And the, with the dog really ends up acting as kind of a medium for the the kid to get to the therapist and the therapist to get to the kid. Mm. Does the study show anything about drugs that the children are able to take less medication or yes. getting them off medication altogether? Yes, that that was a lesser part of this study, although that's those are studies that have been shown a lot of other places, not just with kids but with uh, older kids and adults as well, that, that the, the dogs... It, it's called the therapeutic touch. When you pet a dog or a cat, your blood pressure goes down. It's because you feel good, and, and that kind of promotes the release of good hormones into your system, the, the endorphins and the prolactins and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and when that happens, your blood pressure goes down, your heart rate goes down, and you just generally feel better. And spending more and more time around animals as part of your therapeutic process helps you get better faster. There are a lot of uh, therapy programs out there. The one that you're working with is called Angel on a Leash. Is that correct? That's right. Angel on a Leash is the therapy dog program that the Westminster Kennel Club created and sponsors at uh, the Morgan Stanley Children's Hospital of New York Presbyterian. Uh, In it, we use therapy dog teams that have been certified by the Delta Society uh, and the Good Dog Foundation here in New York to to visit the kids up there. And, And we do things ranging from of what we call animal-assisted activities, which is really just sort of putting, uh, bringing dogs into the, into the room. Mm-hmm. And a kid will smile or they'll talk or they'll, you know, just generally feel good and think about something other than their own troubles or just help them to relax in, in what can be a tough situation for them in a hospital away from home, uh, things like that. Uh, and now we're, we're getting our dogs and our teams, because the, the human is a very important part of the team, too, we're getting our teams involved in physical therapy and occupational therapy where they're working hand-in-hand with a therapist in a program that has goals. They, you know, help this kid take a step or take five steps or, mm-hmm. or use the left side of his body um, or talk to us or do something. And, and, and the therapists are intimately involved there. It's more than just a meet and greet and pet the dog and feel good. And, and a lot, we're making a lot of progress there as well. You know what I'm noticing? Uh, it's, it's not only uh, great for the humans, but the dogs love to have a job, too. They love well, going yeah, around. They, they really do. I mean, uh, dogs live for us. Let's, uh, you know, every, every time you're somewhere with a dog, it makes you smile. But he's smiling at you, too, <laughs> with his tail or whatever. But... You know, I say all the time, my dog does something every day that makes me smile. Sure. What, what are the animals that live with David Frog? <laughs> I have the world's two greatest Britneys. Ah. And they're both certified uh, therapy dogs. They've been visiting places for seven or eight years now, uh, ranging from an AIDS hospice in Seattle for about a year, uh, moving here to, to New York City, visiting uh, a number of hospitals, including Children's Hospital, 
my wife is the is the uh, director of spiritual care and the chaplain for the Ronald McDonald House of New York City. So uh, my dogs visit there with me and with her. The first therapy dogs ever allowed in there, uh, but working with kids uh, who are, are fighting the challenges of cancer. So um, as the dogs are doing wonderful things, and, you know, I'm just honored to be the guy on the end of the leash getting them in there. Oh, thank you so much for what you do. And uh, that's what you do the other 365 days <laughs> of the year. The uh, National Dog Show, of course, 20 million people. Uh, view that. So that's got to be kind of a little bit of pressure. Of course, you're working with our friend John O'Hurley, who uh, last week, didn't he say that you actually do the show in your skivvies? Is that correct? I don't know if this is Almost. True. Well, you know, it is. I mean, I don't think it's a big secret that it, it's a show that's taped ahead of time. Well, last year was, uh, of course, uh, quite a surprise because, well, during Westminster... Uh, which uh, we was a, a, a pit bull breed. Oh, what was no, his name? No, 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 no. What was his name? It's not a pit bull. It's a colored uh, bull terrier. Colored bull terrier. Colored bull terrier Rufus. Rufus. Was best in show at Westminster was also best in show at the National Dog Show. Uh, so he really was a he and still is for a while. America's dog by winning those those two shows and uh -huh. and he's kind of had the celebrity circuit here in the last year or so he he travels places he was just at the National Dog Show uh, in in Harrisburg uh, for the Philadelphia Kennel Club but um, had his own booth people have their picture taken with him for a fee and the proceeds go to local charities so 2002 you did the angel by my side are you you co-authored that I co-authored that with Mike Lingenfelter, who was the human partner of a service dog team. And uh, a wonderful story about Mike's service dog, uh, Dakota. Uh, very proud of the book. It was the book of the year for the Dog Writers Association of America and won another award as book of the year as well. And uh, it's a wonderful story about a wonderful dog. I'm just uh, honored to have been a part of that. And, uh, and Mike is a great guy and has done great things. Uh, for service dogs everywhere. I mean, he Mike is in a situation where what we call uh, an invisible disability, that he'll walk into a place with a service dog, and, and, and more than often he gets challenged over accessibility for the dog because oh, he, he doesn't uh -huh. look like he, like he has a disability. Well, now, do you find that's happening more and more? Because some of the disabilities are hidden disabilities. Uh, can you give an example of what a hidden disability would be? Uh, an epileptic, an epileptic uh, sure. seizure dog, for okay. example. Um, in Mike's case, it's a heart attack a, a, a alert dog. Wow. But, you know, if somebody comes up and says, the only thing you can ask by federal law is, is this dog your service dog? Mm. And if they say yes, then that's it. Uh -huh. But... Uh, but with Mike, sometimes they'll challenge him and go too far, and 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 he'll challenge he'll challenge them right back to the point that you know what if you want to bring the police in here, please do because mm. I'm sure that they can explain to you what the law is. <laughs> um, but but in Mike's case, he likes to think that um, that he's kind of clearing the way for the for the next little ten year old girl that comes in there with an epileptic seizure alert dog, so that she doesn't have to go through the things that he do. Does he's a big, strong guy, and he can put up with it. But, mm -hmm. but uh, he's blazing a lot of trails for people because of, of his commitment to the service dogs. Yeah, that's something we recently learned about was the uh, hidden disability. Mm, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm getting myself a service cat. I'm telling you that right <laughs> now. David Fry joining us on Animal Radio. I'm going to get let you get back to work. We hope play. everybody will tune in February 12th and 13th with the Westminster Kennel Club as well, and on USA Network. We'll look forward to seeing you all out there. David, thanks so much. Hold you on bet. one second. Thanks, Hal. Coming up, you're an animal lover because that's why you're listening. How about a real big monkey? <laughs> Davy Jones. Yeah, he's still alive. <laughs> and he's joining us up next right here on Animal Radio.
The Veterinary Minute is brought to you by Out Deluxe Training Pads. Traditional newspaper training is old news. Out Deluxe Training Pads are ten times more absorbent, scientifically treated to attract pets and control odors. Available nationwide at major discount and grocery stores. A car crash puts a man on a mission about pet safety. Hi everybody, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. On a frigid February evening, Thomas Rodriguez climbed behind the wheel of his Oldsmobile with his seven-year-old miniature poodle Holly perched in his lap. The pair was headed to visit a friend in a nursing home. They did not count on hitting a patch of ice. We were in a head-on collision, remembers Rodriguez, 75, a retired airline employee. I was okay, but Holly was sitting on my left leg when it happened, and the airbag came right out and hit her. I could hear her whimpering. And I thought, oh, my God, I've broken her neck. Rodriguez asked the police officer at the scene to call an ambulance. He said, are you hurt? No, not for me, for my dog. Please call an ambulance. I'll pay for it. But he could not call an ambulance for a dog. So a passerby rushed Rodriguez and Holly to the animal emergency center where the severely injured poodle was treated for the next several days. Now fast forward four years. She's completely blind since the accident, said Rodriguez, who has made it his mission to educate the public about the dangers of dogs riding in cars with airbags. People strap their children in the back and they protect them, but we don't think about our pets. Veterinarians often see dogs who've been driving down the road with their heads sticking out the window and they get a bug in their eye or other foreign debris. Sarah drives with her Cavalier King Charles Spaniel sitting in her lap. She just loves the Cavalier sitting in her lap and giving her little kisses as she drives. Well, perhaps she should talk to Rodriguez. If he had his way, all dogs would ride in the back seat, secured with safety restraints. Holly now travels strapped inside a carrier in the back seat, and Rodriguez says it doesn't bother her at all. It also means one less potential distraction while I'm behind the wheel. The use of such car safety devices for pets is a growing trend, says the APPMA. Pet stores now offer a variety of travel safety devices for dogs, including dog safety harnesses, seat belts, and booster chairs that allow little dogs to see out the window. I don't think we can ever be too safe with our children or our animals in the car. You... And I wouldn't think about riding in a car without a seatbelt. For some people, their pets are like their children. Rodriguez says he takes his poodle now with him everywhere he goes. She can get around the house now. She uses her sense of smell, and she does pretty well. But it hasn't been an easy four years. Everywhere I go, I see people with their little dogs in the front seat, and I tell them my story. I tell them, put your dog in the back seat. Put her in a carrier. Otherwise... You're going to cry your eyes out. For the Veterinary News Network at MyVNN.com, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. As the director of a busy rescue shelter, I'm constantly house training. And as any pet guardian will tell you, house training can be frustrating and confusing for both you and your pup. And learn bad habits like using newspaper is hard to break. We use Out Deluxe training pads because they're sent to tracks dogs. Here's two tips from somebody that knows. Speed up the house training process through consistency 
and Out Deluxe Training Pads. There's no easier or cleaner way to train your pup. Find Out Deluxe Training Pads at major discount and grocery stores nationwide. Do you know what you're serving for dinner tonight? If the FDA has its way, the milk and meat you see at the grocery store could come from cloned animals. And you won't even know because it won't be labeled. Cloning animals for food involves more than just food safety. Animal suffering and other ethical issues must also be considered. The cloning process uses hundreds of animals to produce just one clone, causing death or severe health problems for most of the animals involved. Just because we can clone animals for food doesn't mean we should. Contact the American Anti-Vivisection Society to learn more about the problems with animal cloning at www.endanimalcloning.org. That's www.endanimalcloning.org. And have a voice in what you are serving for dinner tonight. Fido Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, thinking a dog... At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido Friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. Scoop Free is the first litter box you can leave alone for weeks at a time with no scooping, cleaning, or refilling. Scoop Free is a revolution in automatic litter boxes. Its disposable throwaway trays are filled with fresh step crystal litter that provide unbeatable odor control and are so convenient. After about 30 days per cat, just replace a disposable litter tray and that's it. Just load it, leave it, and love it. Available at select pet stores and at ScoopFree.com. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio Network. 1-866-405-8405. Hi, who's this? Hey, this is Dennis. Hey, Dennis. Redding, Pennsylvania. Unbelievable. This is... Uh, do we have any listeners anywhere else than Pennsylvania? That's that's all that's I want to know. That's it's uh, the pet lovers are definitely that's there. That's all we need. There's plenty of them there. Dennis, what can we do for you today? Why well, I was walking my dog and I just got out of the car when I heard the, the announcement about the book that uh, the fellow was commenting on, uh, and I didn't remember the title. John O'Hurley's to... book, which yeah. is uh, again Judy. It's okay to miss the bed on the first jump. I don't know why I can't remember that. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a great book. Unfortunately, we're all out right now. We just gave out a bunch. We're expecting another shipment in of giveaways, uh, but uh, you can get it just about anywhere. Uh, so it's, it's John O'Hurley, and yeah. it's okay to miss the bet on the first jump. That's yeah. it. Do you remember That's him from uh, from Seinfeld? He was Jay Peterman on Seinfeld. Is that right? Yeah, tall guy, yeah. gray hair. Oh yeah, yeah, I do. And of course, he just hosted the, the dog show on uh, Thanksgiving on NBC. Do you have any dogs? Oh yes, I do. What do you have? I have a Labradoodle. A Labradoodle? Wow. A Lab and a Poodle mix, and it's the best dog I ever had. Really? I've heard of him, but I've never known anyone who actually had one. Actually has one. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. What's what's his or her name? Yeah, his name is Tucker. Tucker. Ooh, I'm going to give him some uh, dog food from Lassie's Natural Way and a toy to play with. A Labradoodle toy. Something uh, that's appropriate for a Labradoodle. Oh, that's terrific. Okay. Hey, thanks, yep. for, thanks for listening to Animal Radio. Hold on one second, if you will. 
Hi, this is John O'Hurley. You're listening to Animal Radio. And remember, most importantly, please spay or neuter. Animal Radio is brought to you by the American Anti-Vivisection Society. Stop the FDA from allowing milk and meat from cloned animals to be sold in grocery stores. Contact the American Anti-Vivisection Society for information at www.endanimalcloning.org. This is Animal Radio Network. Well, hey, hey, it's Hal and Judy from Animal Radio, and we're still on our spring break, but we come back next weekend live with a brand new show. This week, we have a special show that uh, we wanted to share with you again. We hope you like it. It features Davy Jones and Dom DeLuise. Stick around and listen. Animal Radio is brought to you by Get Serious, a stain and pheromone remover so easy to use, even men can do it. Hey, hey, wait a minute. (laughs) Don't take any more excuses, women. It's time to get serious. Get Serious is available at PetSmart and online at GetSeriousProducts.com. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio Network. Here we come. Walk down the street, get the funniest looks from everyone we meet. Hey, we're monkeys, and people say we monkey around. We're too busy singing to put anybody down. Hey, Davey! Hello. How are you doing? Davey Jones joining us. I gotta tell you, you have broken the monotony around here. <laughs> I can't believe I'm speaking to the Davy Jones. Uh, I'm here. 47 times they mentioned me on the Brady Bunch in one episode. Can you believe it? <laughs> and now I'm getting it all over again because my kids think I'm in Pirates of the Caribbean as well. <laughs> I can't get away from it. I should have st- stuck with David Bowie, I think. That was my... I was the guy that made Bowie change his name, you know. What, what was it before, David Bowie? Yeah, I think it was David Jones. His oh. name was David Jones. Oh. oh, wow. And so he had to change it because I already had that, you know. It was a legal thing. Well, you know, there's more David Joneses in, a, in England than any other name. And uh-huh. uh, I think William is now the favorite name. But it was David for many, many years. And so David, and I know why Bowie called himself Bowie, because we all used to play, you know, um, uh, the Alamo. We all used to do that with Jim Bowie and all that. So, yeah, why not? He, he probably was, you know, he was planning this since he had diapers on, I'm sure. But who knows? Well, now you're still touring. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, most people think I'm dead, but you know, I'm not really. I'm I'm out there. I just did a concert this weekend in um in uh Springfield, Massachusetts. Uh-huh. And the week before I was over in uh, um in a beautiful place, um um Vienna. It was called Vienna, Illinois. Absolutely gorgeous. Right on the river. We stayed at a beautiful uh, family-owned hotel and I I performed to about 10, 15,000 people in the, right in front of the, um, you know, the, the little um, um, uh, downtown area with all the statues and the stuff. And it was very dramatic. And obviously, uh, uh, being the greatest entertainer in the world, they invited me back for next season. So, and I do things like Disney, you know. I just, um, in fact, I, I, last year, this, this last year, I, I played uh, Epcot Center. Uh, they call it the Flower Power Festival. And I've been playing that for about seven years. Uh, uh-huh. You know, you do three shows a day, and, uh, and uh, you just like... Uh, 
it's it's quite easy, you know. I mean, it's an afternoon evening thing. Then you go straight into the fireworks, and you're home by nine thirty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Usually they just wrap me up and put me back in a little Disney box, and I'm out <laughs> next week. You know. But I played there on Mother's Day, and I am again this year. Any of you people out there, middle of May, want to go to Epcot and see me perform? Um, it's on Mother's Day this year. I gave out T-shirts that said "Davy knows your mother." You know. So. <laughs> and you know something's all changed, of course, because I I noticed Peter Noon was there and. So I went to see him the night before. And he, he, you know, they're all getting old, these guys, you know. <laughs> I mean, he sings, Mrs. Brown, you've got a lovely walker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's all kind of funny, tongue-in-cheek, you know, because people pat me and say, you look just like you used to. So I made these T-shirts up with my face on from 1967, you know, uh -huh. just to prove them wrong. So, um, good things stand the test of time, and I think the monkeys uh, can be included in one of those absolutely, little categories. Absolutely, absolutely, especially you. i got to say, well, Mickey, Mike, and Pete, they're doing okay. They're all in the actor's home in Hollywood, you know. <laughs> I went to see them a couple of weeks ago, and I went over and I said, Do you know who I am? <laughs> and Peter said, Ask the nurse. She'll tell you. So it was... They're all doing good stuff, and they're all working hard, and, you know, it's just a case of uh, setting an example. We didn't ask to be role models. We didn't ask to be, you know, sort of anything other than that TV show about a rock and roll band. Well, now, uh, it must be the animals that are keeping you so youthful, huh? Well, yeah, I've got, um, I've got a number of horses. I'm down in Florida here right now. I've got a couple of broodmares that just came back from Ocala um, uh, in Fulton, uh, a horse called Genesis, nice horse. And um, I've got a couple of... I've got a driving horse. I've got an Arab that uh, he is kind of the pony horse. And then I've got a little show jumper that we mess around with in the local shows here. And, you know, okay, winner takes all sort of thing. But I also have racehorses. And um, wow. I'm on my way. I've, I'm down here right now just to plan the season. I'm talking to the people at Tampa Racetrack. And we're looking at um, Gulfstream for December. Um, I have a couple of nice horses. One, especially in the town I live in down here. Uh -huh. His name is Indian Town Jones, because this is the town I'm in, called Indian Town. So, you know, everyone knows me in town. My picture's up in the... Uh in, in the in the local post office, I'm not wanted or anything like that. But I'm about the only guy that's not in that. So and then you know in the local cafe and they have my records on the wall. And so I'm quite at home. You know, I I'm pretty famous here in the suburbs. <laughs> if, if you hadn't started with your singing career with the monkeys, would you have been a jockey? I think so. I ride work all the time. Anyone that understands what that is, they exercise the horses in the morning on the track. We start about four thirty, five o'clock. Oh my gosh! Uh, no big deal. You guys are there at that time anyway. Anyway, I mean, it's just like being a radio personality. Uh -huh. uh, you get up, you take care of it, because you've got to be off the track by 10 a.m. because uh -huh. the racing starts at, you know, 1. They've got to prepare that. And I ride 2 or 3 in the morning, gallop a couple. Sometimes I sit on other people's, but, you know, um, it might be an old gray cottage, but there's a fire burning in the grate. You know what I'm saying? I love, yeah. to, I love to ride. It's kept me really out of those silly, you know, red carpet clubs and the rest <laughs> of that Hollywood baloney, you know. Uh -huh. um, I, I'm an entertainer. You know, I, I, I don't need anyone around uh, other than my audience to, to recognize that I'm a celebrity sure. and that I'm pretty famous in, you know, in their eyes anyway. And you can't tell anyone that's a Davy Jones fan that he can't sing, he can't dance, he's not the best looking guy in the world. And, you know, it's, it's very simple. You know, the rules have been laid down and uh, um, it, it's pretty much um, everybody knows their part. I sing, they scream. <laughs> I sing again, they applaud. You know, they request stuff and... And you don't get tired of it. 
No, it's, it's, it's my life, you know, and I'm very fortunate, you know, as I say, not to diss anybody else because, you know, it's far easier to be critical, critical than correct. But, you know, I mean, I get a bigger buzz out, out of going into Publix Market down in Florida and have somebody stop me in the cheese department and say, what are you doing here? <laughs> what, you, you know who eat? you are? <laughs> and I say, yes, I do know who I am. Well, what, what, why are you in here? And I say, because it's called food. <laughs> and they expect me to, you know, go moonwalking into the into into the bread department and, you know, then jump into my Rolls Royce opened by my chauffeur. But I'm a pretty down-to-earth guy. The curtain comes down and, and that's the end of that character. And I just become a normal person. The horses, I, I've, I've had a number of dogs over the years. Obviously, Labradors have always been my favorite. They're very compatible. Four daughters, all girls. Wow. They've all ridden and they're all kind of stretched from 38 years old to 18 years old. So the 18-year-old, you got to know, I feel like I'm bilingual. I don't know what <laughs> <laughs> talking about half the time. I flew a horse out to California a couple of weeks ago to Del Mar, which is a very prestigious racetrack. Yes. It's out there in San Diego, beautiful San Diego. And I loaded him up in Newark and got on a flight and I met him in Los Angeles. I got him off, we drove him down, got to the Del Mar racetrack. Three days later, he was running in the 67th running of the Del Mar Futurity Handicap. Do they um, enjoy it, Davey? Do they enjoy it? Do they um, I don't think they... T this boy does. Indian Town Jones enjoys it because he's, he's quite a, 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 a baby in the stables. You know, you can I could sit a stranger on him and he'd, he'd walk around the... The yard being led, but not. Well, I would never put him out. Anyone on the track on him, but um, I ride him on the track. They 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 like to exercise. They don't want to spend 23 hours in a box. That's the only problem right. with most race tracks. Sure. They are confined. It is a very hard thing to deal with. My kids hate it. They don't want me to do the racing thing. They love the horses. They want to have a petting zoo. You know. Besides horses, do you have any dogs or any other animals? I have a cat. I had a couple of cats, and uh, one of them was scared off when we came to Florida last year by a wild cat and I'm, I'll get him this year oh. I'll chase him off but um, I've chased him off a few times it's ridiculous like I can running. see you running down the street oh no, yes I have been honestly <laughs> I live on like a retirement village down here and I you know it's like I'm running passing you know people uh, uh, on their bicycles you know going around in circles and I, I had Labradors in England for many years I have a lovely old home up in Pennsylvania where I spent half my year and I've been reluctant to get a dog for the last 10 years and the reason being is, I see deer. There's one doe been down every other year and had to, had a, her little uh, fawn right in the backyard. You know, um, oh, wow. only a few acres, right in the middle of the borough, but oh, surrounded wonderful. by cornfields and such. And then I, 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 I've got little chippies around, you know, and, and squirrels, and, and you know, occasionally the turkeys are there. In fact, the other day we saw a black bear. And wow. I was wondering why the horses were all a little disgruntled and their heads were over the boxes, staring in a direction of the... As I say, I only have 16 acres in the middle of the borough, but, you know, these animals know where they're safe. And once horses are around, they know that there are caring... I don't know what it is. It's an instinct, I'm sure, that they have. Uh -huh. But um, I've always... I, I, I recommend it. You know, whenever I see a dog or somebody's got one on the street or uh, wherever it might be, I ha I'm, I'm drawn to it. Um, this, in fact, last night I went to a friend's house had a bit of dinner and the dog was in the backyard and I said you know let him in let me have a look at him and so he came in and he didn't leave my side you know they just want to have affection it's not they're like human beings mm -hmm. we want to be be enjoyed and we want to be loved and we want to be hugged you know and and that's all they care about and you know I, I, I don't think you 
can't uh, uh, you can't grow up. Uh, I know it's prohibitive sometimes, and in a city especially, to have a large dog or any kind of animals. And I'm not the kind of guy that locks my cats up. You know, um, uh, they tend to want to hang about me. They come into the house and they sit with me when I'm sitting about. They know when I'm kind of down. I know that I had a bit of a cold for the last couple of weeks, and my cat up there, she came in and she sat on the bed. Something she would never ever do. She knows, huh? Uh, I think they know, and it's a wonderful thing. And you know that. You know, anyone that's got any animals out there that are very easy to deal with, it would be a wonderful thing for you to take your dog, no matter what kind of dog it is. And, re you know, I recommend you call up a, a, um, one of those um, uh, retirement homes or, uh, you know, obviously it's difficult in the hospitals because of, uh, you know, all the restrictions. But retirement homes and things like that, there's plenty of, of them out there. And those people that can't have animals anymore would love to stroke the, a little dog that you bring in or, you know, a cat in a cage. You know, they all have it when they were younger and it's something that you can you know enrich your life with you'll be empowered and by by doing something for somebody else and this is what animals do for you my i can't wait to get around the corner and see my my horses you know they all think that you know they're the one they're the special one. Oh, of course and i brush them over and i keep them clean i look after them it's like you know my kids now 18 24 34 38 it's almost like, you know, it's almost like an excuse for me and has been because I've not always been able to be with my children. Mm -hmm. And you've got to have some kind of recreation. I mean, I still do all those. I, I do normal stuff, and I think that all fits in with being an animal carer and an animal lover and someone that cares about, you know, being part of a, a community. And that's all the dog wants to do. That's all the cat wants to be is, uh, you know, and they say they're independent and they don't need... But I've found that the more company I have with one of my barn cats, she comes in, the more she likes it. Mm -hmm. And I always wondered why she was so, uh, you know, off. She was never very affectionate. Mm -hmm. But it was because of me. I didn't give her that affection. And then all of a sudden now she's getting older. She's seven, eight, I think... Now she wants to be hugged, and I pick her up every single morning. Aww. And I pick her up. She look at me before I, I put the food down. She look at me. I pick her up. I give her a hug, and I just hug her tight, you know. And um, you love your animals, and they love you unconditionally. That's about it. There you go. It's like your children, you know. Yeah. Check out www.davyjones.net. Of course, URLs to everything you've heard on today's show at animalradio.com. Davy, thank you so much for joining us today. Okay, it's great to talk to you, and uh, you know, look after those pets, everybody, and. Uh, and hope to see you soon. If you see it up there, check out the page, as we just said, and uh, maybe I'll be coming to you. Maybe coming to your town. Boom. <laughs> You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Well, hey, hey, it's Hal and Judy from Animal Radio, and we're still on our spring break, but we come back next weekend live with a brand new show. This week, we have a special show that uh, we wanted to share with you again. We hope you like it. It features Davy Jones and Dom DeLuise. Stick around and listen. Hello, this is Dom DeLuise, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Love your pets. They'll always love you back. <laughs> Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio Network. Joe Weisenfelder, senior editor of Cars.com, joining us, an awesome site. And I understand that uh, you guys are catering to the pet lovers now and putting together a guide for pet guardians. We've you know, dealt with people 
buying cars, shopping for cars, and what their different uh, criteria are and what they consider for mm-hmm. a long time. And we found that as often as people think about their family needs, you know, we've got kids, we need room to, you know, cart them and their friends around to hockey and whatever, people consider their pets. And I've heard several people say, I didn't want an SUV, but I bought one for my dog. (laughs) More and more people are starting to travel with their animals, and that becomes primary, not only for dogs, but I'm sure you've heard for cats and ferrets and and other animals too, huh? Absolutely. I mean, mostly it's mostly an issue for the dogs because dogs like to leave the house. Many of them want to go for a ride. Cats, it's basically a, you know... Well, you don't know some of the cats that we have around here. Yeah, they, we have a, uh, one cat that loves to travel, knows when we're going, going to travel, knows when the uh, the RV Alpha dog is warming up to, to go on the road. He'll actually go out to the vehicle and climb in. we got to watch him sometimes. He'll get in anybody's car. I used to want to be speciesist here. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. uh, at cars.com, we're going to find a list, the guide. You talk about seats that fold up. You list the cars with the back seats that fold up. Uh, you list the cars that have stain-resistant upholstery with easy clean. Up. Yeah, what, that's a big one. Yeah, what are some of the criteria that we're going to find there? Well, uh, I mean, we're, we're basing it on a couple of issues. One is safety, that's number one, and also there's the issue of, you know, cleanability. And for safety, it's, it's basically just an issue mainly of the vehicle type and choosing to uh, use a harness, which is a big one, or uh, a crate, you know, being able to, to secure a crate in it, or even buy a car that has something like uh, a partition something crate-like in the back already. Uh, Volvo seems to be the best in, in that yeah. area. Yeah, and then the other s- stuff, obviously, is just um, uh, stain-resistant upholstery for muddy paws and the, and the like. There's a lot more of that than there ever used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and even some you know plastic floors, like on the, the Honda Element, and uh, cargo areas are now increasingly plastic instead of uh, carpet. Um, or they'll offer, even in, in SUVs or wagons that have a regular carpeted cargo area, they'll offer you a nice, thick rubber mat that uh, just makes everything so much easier. So were these cars originally designed for pets in mind, or they just happen to have features that work well with pets? I think it was one of the things that was considered uh, when they started building them, and I think part of it is when vehicles like the, uh, uh, the Honda Element came out with all the wipeable surfaces uh-huh. and was one of the first with the stain resistant upholstery which they developed developed you know for, for any number of reasons uh, just pet owners took to it so quickly and were so enthused about it that the manufacturers realized that there was a big big demand for this mm-hmm. and um, it's it's really spread there are a lot of Jeeps Chryslers and uh, Dodges that's obviously one company they share a lot of this stuff um, and as I mentioned, Honda has done, and I think we'll see uh, more and more in, in vehicles that still have, you know, fabric, that cloth, cloth upholstery as opposed to leather. Yeah. Are these uh, options, are they becoming standard in the, in the vehicles? Are they being, are Guardians, Pet Guardians being charged more for these options? Uh, most of the stuff is just, uh, it's built in. It's mm-hmm. the, uh, the upholstery, you know, is the only kind you can get unless you, of course, go for an option that's that's, uh, a leather or something like that. Mm -hmm. A Volvo, I mentioned, um, they have interesting uh, accessories that can be added, and that'll cost you more. You may have seen the the grates or nets that go between the cargo area and the Mm -hmm. cabin. Mm -hmm. Um, The good ones retract from out of a a retractor in the uh, top of the seats and connect to the ceiling, um, or they have stronger metal uh, grates, and that's what, what Volvo has, and they take it a step further and they have a metal uh, 
center divider that, that basically splits the cargo area into two halves. Uh, so you can keep a pet on one side and cargo on the other, or two pets. And they even, in the V70 wagon, go so far as to offer a couple of gates uh, for the rear. So you could presumably put a dog in one side, close the, the gate, and then mm-hmm. fill the other side, not worry about the dog getting out. Wow, so what's the best vehicle if I have a big, muddy dog that I don't want tracking all over the front of my car? Um one of the things that we emphasize is you can you can transport any any animal in a, in a vehicle that's big enough if you you know strap them into the back seat if you use a harness which we think is so important protect them and it protects you even because first of all it keeps them out of the front seat uh, where they would you know distract you and maybe cause trouble and in a collision any you know free object animal or person is going to be a hazard to himself and and anyone else in the car. Um, so beyond that, it's just a matter of fit, and, and obviously people seem to prefer uh, SUVs and wagons uh, so they can have a whole space back there for the pet, whether um, typically crated um, or maybe even harnessed in, uh, connected to one of the cargo hooks back there. Do you see a decrease in people purchasing SUVs because of the gas prices, or they're still buying them for their pets? We, ha- we actually can track what people are looking for on the site, what they're searching for. Uh-huh. And when the fuel prices went high and stayed there, it was remarkable how quickly people went to uh, hybrids and were searching for the smallest car, mm-hmm. subcompacts, things that people haven't looked for in a long time. <laughs> uh-huh. And then when gas prices went down, it was almost as if their memories went blank and all of a sudden there's all this you know, searching for SUVs. But um, I think the answer to the question is there's, there's really a good alternative now, uh-huh. and that is the what's called a crossover SUV or simply a car-based one. It, it, it's built more like a car on a car platform, so it's lighter, it sits lower, um, and it has more room inside for the amount of space it takes on the outside, and it's more fuel efficient. So basically everything that people like from SUVs, like the four-wheel drive and sitting a little bit higher and having you know a lift gate instead of a trunk, um, is now available in lighter, more efficient vehicles. Well, we thank you for joining us today. Joe Weisenfelder, senior editor of Cars.com. If you want to see the article, see the guide that says it all, check it out, www.cars.com. Joe, thanks so much for joining us today. My pleasure. That's all we have time for. We want to thank David Fry, also Davey Jones. Next week on the season of Stars, Joanne Worley. Hello. Uh, more at AnimalRadio.com. Remember to spay and neuter, don't declaw, never get a pet from a breeder. Great Thanksgiving weekends to all, please. We'll see you next weekend. Bye-bye. This is Animal Radio Network. Well, hey, hey, it's Hal and Judy from Animal Radio, and we're still on our spring break, but we come back next weekend live with a brand new show. This week, we have a special show that uh, we wanted to share with you again. We hope you like it. It features Davy Jones and Dom DeLuise. Stick around and listen. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And the season of stars continues this week. Judy has booked the famous movie actor Dom DeLuise. (laughs) He's so fun. He'll be joining us uh, this week. He is a, uh, I guess he has a few birds. Just a few. A big bird lover. And we'll find out more about that. Just a few minutes. And in the spirit of giving, we have five more scoop-free automatic liver, liver, livers? Livers? Scoop-free livers. I hate huh? liver. 
Now we have a scoop-free automatic litter to give away. Five of them. No hoops to jump through. Details on the way. Also, your pet's dental health. Details on a brand new toothbrush that you and your dog will like. They'll even brush their own teeth. What? By themselves. Just like a little kid. (laughs) I don't know about that. We'll have to see. And how would you like your pet to be on the front cover of Animal Wellness Magazine? Details forthcoming all today. Uh, right here on Animal Radio, one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Hi, who's this? Well, hi, this is Jim from Connecticut. Hey, Jim, how you doing? Oh, I wish I could uh, tell you good, but uh, this ain't it ain't been very good around here. Uh oh. Uh oh. Okay. Well, hopefully we can help you out. What's going on, man? Well, I got one of those uh, cats that I named Bob. <laughs> He's a terror. He's, he's a terror. He's a bobcat. I think he thinks he should uh, be out tearing trees up. And I'm about ready to let him out to tear trees up. He's tearing my curtains up, tearing my my couch apart. And I heard something on the on the show there. You guys are doing something about. It. You guys can help us to help me with that. I hope you can because man, this thing's about ready to drive me nuts. Oh, well, it's it's mostly the claw issue, huh? Yeah, yeah. And I I was thinking I was thinking about having declawed, no. and, and uh-huh. I heard I heard something that. Uh, but people people don't like that too well, so I've been holding off. And, hey, do, do me and a I favor. heard something. Do me a favor. Uh, take take your hand right now and, and uh, uh, put it on the table in front of you. Okay, just okay. put it on the table in front of you there. Uh, okay, and spread out those fingers. Okay. Okay. And hold on a second. And oh, I have just uh, uh, chopped off your hands at your uh, first, first knuckle. knuckle right there, and boy, uh, that's going to make things tough for you. Plus, it's it's going to hurt a little bit too. Especially when, yeah. you, when you try to eat. And uh, when your biggest joy, one of your biggest joys is scratching because it's kind of the way to get your exercise. Mm-hmm. It's it's really messes cats up. Boy, I've seen them go to situations where they won't use their litter. Uh, you, you actually can have more problems if you get your cat declawed than if you work out some other alternatives. And uh, we here, of course, have concrete furniture here at the studios, but not a lot of people have that option. Most people have curtains. Most people have fabrics. Uh, there's um, many alternatives. One of them is uh, what uh, Judy always says, and I think these are silly, but they're the little caps that you put the over soft the... Soft claws. Soft claws. Yeah. They're, they're like the little caps. caps you put over the, the nails. The nails. And they, they come in all kinds of different colors. And if it's a boy cat and you're in that whole macho thing, this is probably not... Uh, I don't know. They look a little, little, <laughs> little feminine. feminine. little feminine to me. I don't particularly like them. I think some cats try to pick them off, although I've heard great stories where they stay on for months. A couple months, weeks, yeah. Couple a weeks. couple weeks up to a month. Right? Yeah, yeah. The other thing is uh, get them working on a cat tree or something like that. If you don't have a cat tree there, you need to get one because it really they need that kind of exercise. And if you, you take the cat, every time it goes over to the couch and it, it wants to go and claw... Pick him up, take him over to the cat tree, and take his hands and scratch them on the cat tree. Let him know that he can scratch the cat tree, but say no kind of firmly when he does it to the couch. And teach him that there's the right place to scratch, because he needs to be able to do that. And to get him over to that new scratching place, you can try catnip, put it on the scratching post. And this little guy sounds like, you know, he needs a little bit more than maybe something with carpet. You might try the sisal rope, or you might even try, like, a tree branch. Cats love to scratch wood. 
They love to shred it. You can even go out in your yard and get a big tree branch, and your cat will just have a blast with it. And I t- trust you. He'll leave oh, your couch alone. Stop, if he doesn't stop pretty soon, he'll have a big couch standing in the couch corner because <laughs> it'll be just all shredded. You <laughs> <laughs> can just all stand that in the corner and hopefully get another one. He can have that one. It's all a matter of it's all a matter of finding a place for him to use his claws and teaching him to use his claws at and, that that location and trimming his nails. Yeah, it doesn't hurt to trim his nails. Uh, we do that about a monthly basis. Every month, trim right? his little nails. If you get if you have a young cat, if it's a brand new cat and it's a, a young cat, you start them nice and young and let them know that it's okay to trim their nails. It's something that they'll grow into. You can actually do it uh, regularly. And they, they actually like it. You don't have to do all the nails at one time. You could do it when they're sleeping, sneak up and do one nail or two nails. Uh, it, it, there's all kinds of ways around freaking them out about But that's uh, something that's also very important is cutting their nails down. Yes. Do you think you could do any of those? Well, you can give it a try. I mean, that's, I guess that sounds better than, like you say, is losing your fingers. It's, it really <laughs> yeah. is. Uh, it's really yeah. a bummer for everybody involved. And, of course, yeah. our friend Annie Bruce says that uh, most of the elimination problems she hears about come from declawed cats. So it's better that they're scratching your furniture than peeing on your furniture, I guess, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I guess I can add a little bit of scratching compared to that uh, smell. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what. We're gonna we're gonna send you some uh, books on the subject if you hold on. Okay. Have a good day. Hold on one second. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. And we want to we want to hear from you anytime, even during the week. You know, if you if you want if you have a question like on a Tuesday, we're around at that number, or you can email us at your voice at e, uh, your voice at animalradio dot com. I almost forgot. <laughs> the email address there. Dom DeLuise on the way in just a couple of seconds. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hey, Alan. Hey, Hal. How you doing? Oh, it's so great to hear from you. This time of the month, we hear the winners for the Scoop Free Automatic Litter Contest for the month. And, of course, this month, uh, we're talking about thankful stories, why we're thankful for our cats. And we've got a lot of great stories. Uh, we're going to talk about the winners real fast, but in just a couple of minutes, we're going to tell you how to qualify for December for a scoop-free automatic litter. And let me tell you, it's almost <laughs> as easy as using the litter. So there you go. Alan, who did you pick this month? Uh, our first winner is Heidi McKeon. Uh, and she's thankful for her cat, Charlotte, uh, who kept her company when her boyfriend was sent overseas to Afghanistan. Mm. Wow. Uh, and then our second winner is Mary Lou McLaughlin, uh, who is grateful for her cat, Tramp, who she says is a grouchy old boy, but a f- fantastic companion uh, after she had surgery last year. Oh, isn't that amazing? I love it when they're, they, they come to our aid when we're ill in they even know when we're sick, it seems well, like. Well, it's a, it's a, no, it's, it's amazing what cats know because Debbie Willis is really thankful for her cat because her cat tells her which men to go out with. You know, I've heard about that. Ladies, if, you're, if your cat's it's like true. the boy, is it true, Judy? It's true. Yes, it is. I've, in fact, I've used it in the past. I had my cat bud for 17 years, and let's just say I remained single for a long time. And, unless the cat would go over unless to the he, guy? Yes, yes. In fact, uh, I was married when I got him, and he didn't approve of the husband. I you know, that's an interesting. Known right then. That's an interesting topic. I want uh, if there are other ladies out there that use their cats to uh, select men, call me at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. We want to hear from you. Okay, I'm sorry. Let's let's move on down the list there. 
I'm easily sidetracked, Alan. Uh, well, we uh, we got uh, a great one for uh, Suzanne Smith, uh, who's grateful for her cats, Lucy and Desi. I love the name. Oh, uh-huh. wow. Um, and she got the cats. She had the unfortunate experience. Her mother uh, passed away just after she went away to college. Mm. Uh, oh. And then Lucy and Desi came by her side and brought her, uh, made her just you know, really kind of brightened up her day and gave her a whole new outlook. And she's very thankful for what the cats did for her entire family. Mm, okay, okay, good. And was that five? Uh, that was four. Okay. Uh, and then we have uh, one more for Irene Bell. Uh, and Irene, it was, um, you know, she gets the award for the longest contest entry. We printed this out. It was pages and pages and pages. Uh, but it's a great story how she went to the shelter to pick up a cat she adopted for her 8-year-old son's birthday. Mm-hmm. And when she was in the waiting room, a lady came in crying hysterically uh, that she had to get rid of her cat. And Irene uh, it said not only did they, she take the cat she went for, she took this other cat home. Wow. who was pregnant and gave them five more cats. Oh, wow. No. And her husband, you know, was kind of just, you know, it was just kind of going along with one, not a let alone two, <laughs> and then seven. And she's so thankful for the experience, how, again, it was a great bonding experience for the family, and the children got to go, uh, see through see the experience of the cat giving birth sure. and learning the compassion of taking care of someone new, and she thought it was the best thing that happened to her family. Oh, how wonderful. All great, wonderful stories of thankfulness for our felines. And uh, they'll pick up on a scoop-free automatic litter. Now, if you're new to Animal Radio, and it's possible because we do have uh, like three or four stations that have joined us in the last couple of weeks. If you're new to Animal Radio, the scoop-free automatic litter is a litter that you change about every 30 days. You don't have to, to scoop it every day because it does it automatically. This is not only good for you because it makes your job easier, but it's good for your cat who doesn't have to go poo or pee in a, in a place that smells or stinks. You wouldn't want to go to a bathroom where the toilet wasn't flushed, would you? No. Exactly. Of course not. And neither do your cats. And if, here's another thing. If your cat's having a problem maybe not using the litter, that might be one of the problems is you're not cleaning it enough. This will make it easy. It will clean it uh, right after, like, what, what is it, 20 minutes after they use it? Mm-hmm. And after the cat leaves the box, the rake sweeps back and forth all by itself. And it pushes all the messy stuff into a covered compartment where you don't have to see it, you don't have to touch it, and you don't have to smell it. And let's not forget the entertainment yes. factor. Yeah, the entertainment factor, Boogar, studio cat, actually watches this. And whenever he hears it, he'll get up and he'll go over and watch it. He'll even, I don't think he's figured out why it triggers yet. Not uh, yet. But That's so funny because my cat does the exact same thing. Really? Yeah, he, he, hears, he hears the litter box going. He runs over. He watches it. And sometimes even he jumps in while it's moving. Ooh. He paws at the rake. He jumps out. He, he knows when it's moving and how. And to him, it's a little game. Mm-hmm, okay. You know what? We have four here. And Boog's got to find the one that's going off. It's fun to watch him pick his ears up and go to the right one. So we've got him all over the place. Well, now, now here's the thing. If you want to pick up on one of these for December, you can uh, qualify to give to get one of five that we're giving away. Uh, one of the really awesome things that separates this litter from other automatic litters, and, and let's be honest, there are other automatic litters out there, but this one has a very special Fresh Step Scoop Crystals that uh, picks up the urine and uh, so it doesn't stink. And those other litters don't do that. So if you want to pick up on one of these awesome litters this month, what do we got to do, Alan? This, this month. Month, we we know everyone's busy with the holidays 
you got things to do with the family. Everyone has so much stuff going on. So we came up with a contest that is as easy to enter as it is to use your Scoop Free. And what you're, what people are going to do is go online to www.scoopfree.com slash contest. And you're going to see a picture of the Scoop Free automatic litter box and a Scoop Free cartridge. And all you got to do is slide the cartridge into the litter box and you're done. You mean no stories? I don't have to put down a story or experience or, or you know, it's, it's... No stories, no pictures, no email, no work. Just slide it in and you'll just be prompted to enter your name and some basic contact information and that's it. How fun. Well, no, really, really simple and really easy, and we got a bonus, too. Uh-oh. Not only do the winners get their choice of a uh, scoop-free automatic litter box um, or a package of replacement cartridges, mm-hmm. um, we are going to give everyone uh, an autographed copy of Emily Patrick's book, Tales of Devotion. Oh, great book, great book. We had her on, yeah. what, a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. yeah this is an awesome book. So this is uh, kind of like a, a little present for you, a little present for your cat, mm-hmm. a little present for the family there. What a deal. And it's so easy. Like the litter, which you just load it, leave it, and love it. You just go to the website, drag the little picture icon over to the uh, to the litter, and enter right there. That easy. No, there's also if you go on, if you poke around on the website, you're going to see there's a new blog with all sorts of stories. And what we've done is we get so many entries from these great contests that we can't talk about them all on the radio. But what we're doing is we're putting more of them online. So if you want to read other stories and see what other people had to say, look at other people's cute kitties, just go to uh, www.scoopfree.com slash blog or go to the main Scoop Free website and you'll be able to see a section for the blog and you can even comment on the stories and if you really want to add, you can even add one of your own. Very good. We're out of time, Alan. Thank you so much for joining us this month. Again, the easiest contest to enter, as easy it is as it is to use the Scoop Free Automatic Litter. Alan, will speak to you very soon with some great five five winners who really didn't do a lot to uh, to enter the contest. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> nonetheless. Hey, thanks so much, guys. Happy holidays. Hi, Joanne Worley on Animal Radio. Hello. And please spay and neuter your pets. Be a responsible pet owner. As a matter of fact, spay and neuter your friend's pets also. Give it to them as a Christmas present. What a good idea. Judy, one of the studio cats just vomited under my desk. Can you clean it up, please? <laughs> you can do it. Me? I'm busy booking all the celebs for the show. I, I don't do stains. Well, now you can. Go ahead, grab that bottle and get serious over there. Uh-huh. It's going to remove both the stain and any pheromones left behind. Just go ahead and squirt it on, work it in, and all you have to do is blot it with a thick towel and hold it for about five seconds. Come on, I know you can do it. Okay, I'll give it a try. I'm squirting. I'm working it in and blotting. It, whoa, the stain is gone. You mean you were able to remove the stain all by yourself? Uh, Women, get serious. It's so easy to use. Even men can do it. Hey! Yeah, so don't take any more excuses from those guys. It's time to get serious. You can find Get Serious at PetSmart and in pet stores all over. Visit their website at GetSeriousProducts.com. Do you know what you're serving for dinner tonight? If the FDA has its way, the milk and meat you see at the grocery store could come from cloned animals. And you won't even know because it won't be labeled. Cloning animals for food involves more than just food safety. Animal suffering and other ethical issues must also be considered. 
the cloning process uses hundreds of animals to produce just one clone, causing death or severe health problems for most of the animals involved. Just because we can clone animals for food doesn't mean we should. Contact the American Anti-Vivisection Society to learn more about the problems with animal cloning at www.endanimalcloning.org. That's www.endanimalcloning.org. And have a voice in what you are serving for dinner tonight. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People is published ten times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. Every year, there are thousands of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Bill Mark with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. To easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance at life. This public service announcement has been made possible by Animal Radio, a proud partner of Pets911.com. Pet Solution RX, a revolutionary 100% natural first aid treatment for pets. Pet Solution RX is the miracle water that heals everything from hot spots to insect bites. Available at local pet stores or visit www.earthsbalance.com. Well, hey, hey, it's Hal and Judy from Animal Radio, and we're still on our spring break, but we come back next weekend live with a brand new show. This week, we have a special show that uh, we wanted to share with you again. We hope you like it. It features Davy Jones and Dom DeLuise. Stick around and listen. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. Snakes and lizards creep into our hearts and homes. Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. Many people have fond memories of growing up with a great pet like a dog or a cat, but increasingly more children are growing up with Hissy the Snake and Iggy the Iguana. According to the American Pet Products Manufacturers Association, more than 11 million reptiles and 18 million small mammals have found their homes in American homes across the country. These numbers, when added to the 17 million pet birds out there, have topped 15% of all American pet-owning households. Although many people shudder at the thought of a scaly creature in their home, reptile owners say that it is that exact uniqueness and individuality that has attracted them to their pets. 
low maintenance, low food bills, and the ability to house these pets in smaller apartments have city dwellers becoming more interested in these distinctive animals. Common reptile pets include large constricting snakes such as the ball and Burmese python, the iguana, chameleon, tortoises, and even such oddities as scorpions, tarantulas, and millipedes are becoming exotic pets. Now, not to be outdone, exotic mammals have also entered the contest to win the hearts of American pet owners. Unusual mammals such as the African pygmy hedgehog are showing up in pet stores across the country. Other hairy oddities include the Australian sugar glider. That's a marsupial squirrel-like pet and the American prairie dog. Each pet has its own supporters, but all agree that properly socialized, these animals make interesting, lovable pets. Before purchasing any of these pets, potential owners should be aware of all the peculiar needs these animals have. Housing can become an issue, as many of these snakes and lizards cannot grow their initial aquariums. Appropriate food sources are also a concern. Many of these creatures, including the mammals, have the need for live prey. Zoonotic disease transmission can also occur since many reptiles have salmonella in their intestinal system or on their skin. And many small animals can harbor unique pathogenic viruses. Speak with your veterinarian before purchasing this type of pet. He or she may not be comfortable with the husbandry or treatment of these pets, so you may need to search for a doctor who knows about your individual exotic pet's special needs. For more information about exotic pets and their pros and cons, visit myvnn.com. For the Veterinary News Network, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys, reporting for Animal Radio. Thank you, Dr. Jim. By the way, you can see video of Dr. Jim at AnimalRadio.com. We've added video. Did you know that? Brand new animal video. You can just surf all night long, checking out all the brand new video, expert, amateur, all kinds at AnimalRadio.com. Animal Radio is brought to you by Animal Wellness Magazine, your natural resource, delivering the truth about the best way to care for your animals. Available at Barnes & Noble, Whole Food, and online at www.AnimalWellnessMagazine.com. You know Dom DeLuise is coming up next. Wow. Hi, this is John O'Hurley. You're listening to Animal Radio. And remember, most importantly, please spay or neuter. You probably have no idea what it's like to be a hot, hairy dog with itchy skin. Thank dog there's relief. Pet Solution Rx, I'll always be loyal to you. Instant relief for sensitive skin problems, hot spots, mange, insect bites, and more. 100% natural Pet Solution Rx at earthsbalance.com. Visit earthsbalance.com for my sake. Whoa. Another fine product from the makers of Dog on It and Gee Whiz. Do not adjust your station. That's not static. It's a dozen dogs who got the number two flea control product just one week ago, and they're already scratching away. Now hear this. Silence. The sound of a dozen dogs who used Frontline Plus four weeks ago. So which dogs would you rather have in a cramped radio booth with you? Hey, give me back my shoe. Frontline Plus. It's waterproof and kills fleas fast all month long. Say goodbye to fleas and ticks. Hi, I'm Victoria Jackson, and you're listening to Animal Radio. (laughs) 
Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. Well, hello, Dom. Hey, how are you? Oh, my gosh. Dom DeLuise joining us on Animal Radio. Where are we calling you today? Uh, I'm sitting in my breakfast room, and I'm looking at my fish tank with lots of fish. They're rolling some uh, frozen shrimp. Oh, wow, and, they're uh, spoiled. I have a bird, Charlie, and I have a bird named uh, uh, Pavarotti, and I have another bird named um, Chiquita. <laughs> wow. And there's another bird named Banjo and Sparky. And those are my birds. What what, wow. what kind of birds are they? Well, they're all different kinds of birds. Yeah? The smallest ones used to smoke when they were bigger. They used to be eagles, and then they're, now they're little. Uh, see, listen, listeners. Yes. Yeah, here's what I have. I have a uh, two co- cockatiels, uh-huh. and they whistle amazingly, uh-huh. and they're fun. Then I have a little uh, banshee, a little, what do you call those, like a, a parakeet. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And he's a lo- lovely. He whistles a little bit, not much. <laughs> Did you teach him to whistle? No. Oh, my wife is a wonderful whistler. She actually <laughs> whistled in a, in a play called um, Once Upon a Mattress, so her whistle is true and right on the nose, you know. Mm-hmm. So my, I have one bird that whistles the, the theme, and this is not a joke, mm-hmm. to Gone with the Wind. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so when people hear it, they go, well, where is that coming from? They say, well, that's, that's Sparky, you know. <laughs> well, now, your first gig, your first paid gig was uh, was as a dog, wasn't it? Yeah, Burton is a dog. I got $15 a performance plus a spaghetti dinner. Oh, so I was wow. very young, and I wore the strap on my head of the lower jaw, uh-huh. and then I put the head on it, and then as I talked, I was able to move the jaw, you know. And it was Bernie's Christmas wish... And he wanted to be Santa Claus, and he at the end, the end, he dressed up like Santa Claus. And my at that time, my 65-year-old mother came up to see me, and I said, what do you think of the play? It was for children. And she said, I felt bad when you barked. <laughs> Didn't like it. Well, she wanted me to, you know, do regular parts where you could see my face. Uh-huh. Well, you, you've actually played a lot of uh, animal roles, haven't you? And voice, you voiced a lot of animals, too, haven't oh, you? Oh, yes. I played uh, a wonderful character named uh, the Scarecrow. Um, I, I, I can't think of his first name, but he, he was a, a crow. Mm-hmm. And he, and uh, it was in the, the Secret of Nim, and he was uh, very excited about sparkly things, you know. And he was uh, a wonderful, wonderful character. And the kids laughed at him a lot. I was very flattered and thrilled. Sure. I must say. Well, now, if you're feeding your, your fish shrimp this morning and you know that you're just a great cook, i got to think that you cook for your animals. Well, I can only tell you that if I have a hamburger, my, my favorite bird, Charlie, mm-hmm. has the last two bites. Mm-hmm. He li- That's all he I can li- tell you. He likes the burgers. Right. Now, are the birds the only pets you have? No, I also have a lovely wife that's very well trained. <laughs> she, she, I used to have a dog named Midnight for 16 years. We're very much fun. He would just stand in the front hall if I opened the front door, and he would stand there in his seat while on the ground, and he would move his little tail so his whole body would gyrate back and forth <laughs> as he his tail was wagging. <laughs> and then finally I said, God, and then he'd run to the car. 
And one time I must have made a sound that sounded like God. And he ran and got in the car, and I said, I'm not going where he can go, but I drove all the way around the block. <laughs> and then I came back home, and he said, shortest ride I've ever been on, <laughs> and went back in the house. I think animals enhance our lives. I, I want you to know that I was recently... Um, in a in a place there was a loose rug and I slipped and Charlie was on my shoulder my my very oh, no. Charlie and uh, he he's like a parrot right uh -huh. and uh, he stayed with me for two hours because I I had a problem getting up and it wasn't until Carol came home but he was with me just stayed right there wow. isn't it weird Lovely. how they know oh I was thrilled I said. You know, my hat's off to, you know, I said, I'm in trouble, I said, but he didn't, he didn't, he should have called the fire department, but he just stayed with me, you know. Which was pretty wow. good. Oh, it was very flattering. I loved it. I just loved it for that. Do they have their SAG cards? Have they done any acting? No, but I want you to know that I get a lot of laughs from them because I, uh, Charlie is wonderful. I, I give him a kiss and he holds on to my index finger and then just, lays down on my hand and I just talk to him and, and he, he like a dog he lays on my hand for when I say good morning and how are you and blah, 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 in, in his neck uh -huh. and then I, he lays in my left hand and his feet are up and he throws his head way back so I say to him when you made love to the eagle this morning how did you feel right after and he puts his head down as if he's exhausted you know and I pick him up by his tail and kiss him and if I wrap him in a dish towel, I, I, I breathe into the dish towel, you know, and then I put him, uh, if I have an apron on, you know, under my apron in the front, and he stays there, and I grab him gently, and then when I open the, the dish towel, he's still there, waiting for more. He thinks it's a ride on, in Disneyland. He doesn't know I'm mistreating him, you know. No. But he loves to just, uh, if I'm in bed, Charlie will lay down. Really? In a, in a, in, in a, in a, between two pillows and just stay there. I talk to him and I can spend three hours with him and he just is, uh. Does Charlie think he's human? I don't know what he thinks, but he knows that I, that I own him and he owns me mm. and we love each other. I have a stick that looks like a dowel and it's maybe two and a half feet long. Very long stick that he could perch on. Mm -hmm. But also, I started to turn it one day, and Charlie let go with his feet and held on with his beak. So I turn him in the air, <laughs> and he holds on with his beak. Well, people scream. They, you know, they say they think, well, how did you get him to do that? I said, you know, I'm not sure. Uh -huh. he just, you know what I mean? If you have a toothpick in your mouth and Charlie tries to get it, uh -huh. You have to say, don't you touch my toothpick, <laughs> and it becomes a trick, you know. Uh, he's, he's, he is so much fun, I can't tell you. I have uh, a picture here, and I'm not sure if this is Charlie, uh, I think sort of is. an orange head and green uh, wings. That's it. That's Charlie. Oh, yeah. you've got him. Yes. yes. I'm going to post this on the website for listeners to see at animalradio.com. I understand that uh, you're also going to be judging along with Davy Jones and Joanne Worley. Yes, uh, I am t I'm telling you, I'm looking forward to that, because no. I understand that there's people who have amazing birds i mean uh there's one that was once owned by winston churchill mm -hmm. and wow. and he talks in the voice of winston churchill can you imagine <laughs> see they live so long uh-huh that it's it's well, extraordinary to get their uh they could outlive you anybody yeah, well, can outlive any, 
But they could outlive me. They could outlive anybody. They're, they sometimes they live like what eighty years. Sixty-eight. Sixty-eight years. 68. Oh my. Yeah, they live a long time. Parrots live a long time. What will be your criteria for the most outrageous bird video contest? What What are you oh, going to be looking for? I just for? think if it's very unique, you know, uh, a lot of times you'll see a bird who seems to think. You know what I mean? Their Their responses mm -hmm. are so. Um, thought out, yeah. Well, yeah, well, well thought out that, they, that you think, well, wait a minute now, this this is, uh, I've never seen anything like this in my life. And also, if it's, if I think it's going to amuse everybody, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I just like the fact that they are uh, so interactive. With, they're very social, very social. Yeah. So I'm going to look for something that's very unique and wonderful. I'll have a hard time picking one. Well, how fun for you. Yes. Yeah, really. It's lovely. <laughs> Did they know that you were a bird expert? Well, you know something? Somebody recently had a bird that they bought with the cage and everything, and they said the bird was absolutely vicious and biting people. And uh, they said, well, you know, call Don DeLuise because he <laughs> likes birds and he's good with them. So I, I saw, I met the bird, uh -huh. and um, the people that, that owned it were frightened of it, and it was a, a, a nipper. Mm. So I tell you, for two months, I didn't, I didn't even raise my hand toward him. I just had the cage there. If he wanted to come out, he could come out. Uh -huh. But I did not put my hand near him. So I wanted him to know he was safe and that I didn't expect anything from him. Uh -huh. Well, now he's, he's darling. He's changed wow. his ways. Yeah, yeah, because... He, he wants to be with me, and, uh, you know, he, I, I said the word up, and he goes, so every time he, you want him to lift his leg, I, I put my hand just under his beak, and I say up, and he, and he, and he jumps. If I say up, wow. up, up, he'll go from hand to hand, and yeah, I can stroke him now, kiss him. Those are the birds that I hear whistling in the background? Yeah, yeah, they're all over the place. In fact, uh, Charlie is... He's a room away, you know. Uh -huh. they, 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 when Charlie gets a bath, sometimes all day, I mean every day, I give them a bath. Now, you listen to this. I'm saying it wrong. Once a week, I give them all a bath. Mm -hmm. That's why I said every. Every one of the birds gets a bath. Uh -huh. So I usually trim them their wings a little bit, and then I, they, they get wrapped in a towel after their bath, which is in the front of the sink, right in the kitchen. And then... I caress them with a towel and just kind of talk nice to them as I'm gently rubbing them with the towel. And they close, they close their eyes and they say, "Do what you will." <laughs> you know, they're just—they're so happy. They're so happy to get their little sponge bath. And Charlie, when you when the water goes on them, you make sure that it's in a sprinkling, you know, mode. And I tell you, it is absolutely thrilling to hear him. Whistle a happy tune in the shower while he's getting his shower. Yeah. Wow! Oh, wonderful! How wonderful that sounds! It's it's the, just the scene that you set for yes. me is relaxing and serene. Yeah, you know the the lovely thing is that you can scare him. You know, if the bell rings and he's laying on his back, you know, on on my placemat, and I'm and I'm just rubbing his neck a little bit. You know, bring, and he goes, wait, wait a minute, there's someone's at the door. <laughs> you know, he will get up, you know. Well, we appreciate you spending time with us. Are we, should we look, be looking for anything, any TV, any... Uh, well, every every Saturday there's a, 
uh, is your show like national? It is national. We're on 93 markets. Oh, that's Lady wonderful. Well, every Saturday morning at 7.30, California time, I do a recipe on a show called On the House Ooh. with Jim and Morris Carey. And it's all about how you can fix your roof or do your windows or, you know. And then I do a recipe every, every week. And I've been doing it for 12 years. You've been so, doing this for 12 years? Yeah. A what lot, channel a lot is of it on? But then you can also go to my my website, Dom DeLuise at www.domdelouise.com and of course URLs to everything you put on today's show at animalradio.com what channel is uh, is your show on in Saturday well morning? it's on different ones but if you go on your on the on the internet you, 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 you get all the info on there on the house you'll track it down by on the house very very good keeping you busy with the birds we're glad you love your birds so much Dom thank you for joining us today hey I had a lot of fun you know when people come to my house for dinner or lunch I always ask them if I can take Charlie out and show them, you know. Mm-hmm. Most most of the time they say, oh, yes. Sometimes they say, well, I'm afraid of birds. I say, well, he ain't going to bother you. But after they see him, they go, you know, that's 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 sweet. Because they, they have, some people are afraid that they're going to be bitten. Sure, they. but you change their mind, don't you? I do indeed. Good for you. And Charlie, by the way, is very friendly to to everybody. I've go, I go to schools. And I do a little show with him, you know? Yes. I have a magic little thing that looks like I'm going to serve you a chicken. Huh? And it's empty. And then I, Charlie's in the cover, and then I take it out. And they go, ah, oh, ah, you know. And then they all can take pictures with Charlie. Oh, how wonderful. And, uh, I have a great, I have a great time sharing him with the world. Wow. Well, we thank you for sharing him with us. All right. Have a great day. All my love. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Judy, one of the studio cats just vomited under my desk. Can you clean it up, please? (laughs) You can do it. I'm busy booking all the celebs for the show. I I don't do stains. Well, now you can. Go ahead. Grab that bottle and get serious over there. Uh It's going to remove both the stain and any pheromones left behind. Just go ahead and squirt it on, work it in, and all you have to do is blot it with a thick towel and hold it for about five seconds. Come on. I know you can do it. Okay, I'll give it a try. I'm squirting. I'm working it in and blotting it. Whoa. The stain is gone. You mean you were able to remove the stain all by yourself? Women, get serious. It's so easy to use. Even men can do it. Hey! Yeah, so don't take any more excuses from those guys. It's time to get serious. You can find Get Serious at PetSmart and in pet stores all over. Visit their website at GetSeriousProducts.com. Every year, there are thousands of pets and animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Bill Mark with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. To easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance at life. This public service announcement has been made possible by Animal Radio, a proud partner of Pets911.com. Well, hey, hey, it's Hal and Judy from Animal Radio, and we're still on our spring break, but we come back next weekend live with a brand new show. This week, we have a special show that uh, we wanted to share with you again. We hope you like it. It features Davy Jones and Dom DeLuise. Stick around and listen. 
preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. Well, uh, all I can say is it's a good thing that we don't have a webcam here in studio. Why? I'll tell you, as it gets nearer to the holidays, we're just not that good looking. <laughs> we we have faces for radio, and of co- all of us, you know, we have our little quirky things. And if you're a regular listener of Animal Radio, you know Britt Savage with the Animal Minute. She gives us a minute of kind of awkward stories from the animal world every week. And uh, by the way, more of that coming in a longer format. Uh, details. I love it. She lives on a farm. And uh, she's with a lot of animals a lot of the time. It shows. Uh, not not just her husband, but uh, uh, just uh, farm animals. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, every year around the holidays, around this time, she puts together a CD, which is an awesome CD. She sells it for, might I add, nine ninety nine. That's all? Which is, well, you can't even get a, a good CD these days. For uh, It really is very funny, and I wanted to share some of the... Uh, clips some of the songs from I, of course i can't share them all with you because i haven't even asked permission to play them on the air uh, but uh if you do want to pick it up i believe you can go to animalchristmas.com i hope that's the right address i think it is i think that's right okay well here's the deal she uh she comes from a rock background and she gets these animals to sing on cue here <laughs> voice and is a wonderful singer and I, I believe she's uh, sung with the likes of uh she's done it with the big boys with garth brooks is it, and with some garth heavy brooks? hitters yeah you got to understand the talent that it takes the incredible talent to get these animals to sing at the right time yeah it's not easy they don't always cooperate it doesn't always work right. In fact, uh, one of the cuts on the CD that you would get if you paid that nine ninety nine. I sound like an advertisement. Is this cut here? It was uh, things didn't go right during this uh, particular song. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Hello in there. <laughs> oh, oh no. I, I can't believe it. He blew it again. I know, I know. I'll go talk to him. How hard is it for a horse to neigh? That, that's what horses do. Isn't that what we hired him for? He's just a little nervous. I mean, he's been chomping at the bit all day, and he's coming unglued. Well, he's going to become glue if he doesn't neigh in the right place this time. I just need one neigh at the end of this song. No sneezes or wheezes or other horse noises. Oh, I don't know. I, what part of neigh doesn't he understand? I... I, I just can't work this way. Well, he was fine in rehearsal. I know he can do it. Just just give him one more chance. Okay, but no more horsing around in there. Hello, Nellie? Oh, this horse. That was really good, but we're going to try it one more time. You're yes. doing just great. Completely horrible. Remember, it's one neigh at the end of the song. No, just, Mr. Ed. Just relax. No, Mr. And Ed. just neigh at the very end of the song. Now, all, all right? right? Sowing his wild oats. Are you ready? Oh, I hate this horse. Places, people. All right. Places. Neigh ride. Take 44. Okay, cue the clops. Five, six, five. Seven, eight. Just hear those sleepers tingling, ring, ting, tingling, too. 
Stupendous job, Nelly. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. What do you get the person who has everything? How about some panda poop? If you didn't know, pandas are becoming really popular. People love everything panda. There's a Panda Express fast food chain, an upcoming animated film, Kung Fu Panda, and a panda is even going to be the mascot for the 2008 Beijing Olympics. Looking to capitalize on all this panda pandemonium, the keepers of Thailand's panda couple, Chang Chang and Lin Hui, came up with a novel way to dispose of the daily 55 pounds of panda poo. They're making things out of it to help pay for the $250,000 a year the zoo spends on keeping the pandas. The panda poo goes through a day-long process of boiling, bleaching, and drying, turning it into a sort of panda paper. So far, you can buy notebooks, keychains, and even fan yourself with a panda poo fan. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. That's all we got for this hour. Lots more at AnimalRadio.com. Remember to spay or neuter. And don't declaw. And never buy from a breeder. See ya. Bye-bye. This is Animal Radio Network.